Episode 59 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John. I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You're listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us now on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, the year of spending dangerously. John and Jeffrey go through what has been an absolutely insane transfer window, and it may not be over yet. John, what's happening, brother? Well, I'm, I'm trying to work out here what the most horrific thing is I've seen this weekend. I'm not sure whether it's, you know, James Corden in a mouse costume thrusting his groin at unsuspecting motorists. You know, I, I could have sworn that last summer I was told that blocking traffic, uh, standing in front of traffic is a uh, human rights violation by white people. And, uh, you know, you, you can run them over. I could have well, sworn I heard that all summer. Last yeah, year. It's, it's James Corden. I, I'd be, um, you know, but, you, no, know I'm, you know, I, I guess it only applies to, you know. You know, people, you know, not wanting police to shoot black people in the street. So, <laughs> by the way, I am in a mood this week, so. <laughs> um, you know, the most terrific thing is either, yeah, James Corden, you know, as I say, thrusting his groin at motorist in a mouse costume as a furry. You know, I, I didn't want my mind to go there. But I think it might have been topped by the events at the Etihad yesterday at lunchtime. My God. Uh, that match was at 6.30 in the morning my time. I did not wake up for that bullshit. And you know why? Because I knew exactly that that was going to happen. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I... Up to and including a Granite Xhaka red card. I knew oh. when I saw it, you know, when he got re-signed to a contract, I knew, you know what, this season is it's trash. It's, it's trash, you know? It was it was a deserved red, but frankly, you know, if I if I was the Arsenal team, I think I'd have been saying, right, how do we get the reds? Because Man City just absolutely schooled them, and you know, I, I'm not one to you know set call for a manager's head because I always think if you want a manager to go, you need a plan to follow up. You don't just go boot and there you go because that's how you end up where you are. But Arsenal, they've had three teams test them this this you know this year and they just crumbled you know th- there is no backbone to that side i mean I, admittedly I, two of them are the title con- were the title contenders you know chelsea and man city the other one being brentford so yeah. 
Oh, and but, West Brom in the League Cup in midweek, and that was kind of nice. But you know, it was you know just uh, you, know, you had a positive goal difference for the week, you know. There is, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> I, actually, no, because no, because that Chelsea game was on on Sunday. Oh, right. okay, if you count that, yeah, you yeah, so you no, a, so no, I mean, no, 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 no. you had a negative nah, goal difference. You know, I I I really nearly asked you to just not mention Arsenal this week because, <laughs> you know what, John. I've told this to you privately. I'm going to say this publicly now. My mental health and well-being is not worth this this pack of assholes. Absolutely. It is not worth it. They, 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 this, this is a club that did not fucking get it after the reaction to the Super League. And, you know, the, the Arsenal supporters group basically telling the Cronkies, we fucking hate you, go away. And do they go? With, no, they are. Uh, they, they actually said that pretty much, you know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, you know, it, it's Arsenal fan TV's business model. Let's face it, and business is still good for them by the look of it. I mean, he's an asshole too, but you know, I, oh, I, I, I mean, you know, you know, broken clocks, you know, so they say. Absolutely, this. There, it does not seem any plan at any level of the club for how to improve. And it's just been a vicious circle since, you know, since the last year or two of Wenger. But... You know, I, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe Wenger wasn't the problem after all. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and by the way, um, just to save you mental health as well, the Premiership, at, the Premiership ends at the second position. There is no number one position that has been hived off. It's It's been... Oh, don't, don't, John, like, just there, there don't, man. Don't. No, no, we're not going. <laughs> No, it's fine. Whatever. It, it, it is what it is. Spurs are top. Yay. Good for them. Yeah. It, it, it will not last. I'm pretty sure of it. I don't think it'll last either. I mean, I mean, we always get the, the weird results at the, you know, at, at the <laughs> beginning of the season anyway. Um, you know, th- this weekend wasn't helped, of course. You know, amazingly, I'm not as annoyed by Rangers beating Celtic. I mean, I, I had all my my fury at Rangers in midweek when, yeah. you know, when, when you know Rangers fans were caught doing a racism um, that, against yeah. uh, Kyogo Furuhashi, who is become, quickly becoming my favorite player in football. By the way, um, Matt, you want to see the messages Jeff has sent me? Virtually everyone is the same single word. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I think uh, fucking trash. I think were the uh, were the exact words I used. <laughs> that was the other one I've had. <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. Oh yeah. Oh, Furuhashi being the Furuhashi <laughs> being one. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. I mean, I, yeah, he didn't score today, but he was one of Celtic's best players on the pitch today. That, I, will, I, that I, it will give I, him. Yeah, I, I I really like watching the guy. He, you know, high energy level. He's a good finisher. And, you know, he seems absolutely perfect for the way Pasakoglu wants to play the game. It, Yay, it's a, you said his name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact is, yeah, the, you know what? I, I'm not that worried about the Scotland, right, about the, the, the way Scotland's going right now. I'm not that worried. Because, no, it's, you know, I mean, it's early much days. Like, yeah, much like Rangers, you have to credit them for the fact that they've had a Fairly big COVID outbreak in the camp this week, Ooh, and I did not hear that. Yeah, well, yeah, Stephen Gerrard has been absent from last two games because he's had to isolate. Oh my um, goodness, I had no idea. 
But you know what? None of this excuses, you know, the fact that, you know, the entire football world, um, you know, came together for Rangers, including us, I might add. Um, yeah. When, when Glenn Kamara got racially abused in the Europa League, but then, you know, within four months, you know, we turn, see fans. Turn, turn a blind eye to, 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 you know, their own fans abusing yeah. uh, Kyogo Furuhashi. Yeah, that needs to be called out and dealt with properly. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I just, you know, again, uh, this will not be the only time during this season I talk Kyogo Furuhashi, at least I hope not. Um, I'm not going to make half-assed uh, comparisons to uh, another certain Japanese player who's lighting up sports right now uh, in the, in the you know, the Anaheim Angels, uh, Shohei Otani. But uh-huh. uh, I, I'm not going to make any half-assed comparisons to that. But, you know, it, it would be awesome to see Yogo Furuhashi have a, a meaningful season at, at, at Parkhead. And, you know, when, when your debut was a hat trick at parkhead you know you know what i'm I'm writing down here about this half-assed comparison and i am gonna see how many episodes it takes here (laughs) (laughs) oh please okay mark mark it down starting from episode 59 59 yeah right oh boy have you seen uh have you seen germany Oh man, I I saw. Um, I I've noted that uh, Union Berlin, uh, Union Berlin, thank you. Union Berlin are unbeaten. Um, as I believe, hang on, this Armenia Bielefeld are they unbeaten as well? I'm pretty uh, well, sure. Well, yes, but that's three they draws from three. Yeah, three. <laughs> and um, I'm sure that Bayern are just uh, put put the steamroller down, and they're just killing teams. Well, uh, all that being said, there is only one perfect team in the Bundesliga right now. There is, and that would be Wolfsburg. Which is, it's a it's a lovely side, isn't it? At the top of that league. Uh yeah the the top four actually the the uh, the, the the top five right now are Wolfsburg, Bayer Leverkusen, Bayern Munich, Freiburg are are coming a a a, a clapper so far. This season, uh, including a win over Borussia Dortmund, who sit fifth. Did you see who yeah. is in sixth for uh, for the Europa Conference League spot right now? That would be Köln, wouldn't it? It would be Köln. So, but again, it's early days. We, we all know how this is going to go. Uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach not looking hot so far. Oh my God! Yes, I. <laughs> I was going to say, again, we're going back to Union Berlin here because they just beat Mönchengladbach today. Um, Mönchengladbach only getting a consolation in the last minute with, may I add, a and the ex-Liverpool guy, Taiwo Awani. Right. Yeah, again, it, it's just amazing how since they've come up into the Erste Bundesliga, Union Berlin, which was, you know, the side from East Berlin, yeah, have consistently outperformed Hertha Berlin, you know, the the, the, the Western side. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but in the meantime, uh, also, uh, you know, it looks like we kind of could have guessed this one, but uh, but uh, Greuther Furt, uh, the... Uh, the uh, another promoted side, uh, just uh, kind of they're going to struggle. I think this this season. 
Yeah, I, I think you're right on that one. Um... Yeah, you know what? I, 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 you know, it, it makes me feel better talking the Bundesliga because you know it's. <laughs> I, I don't get frustrated like I do. You know, <laughs> I can't. Meanwhile, have you looked at the table in La Liga at the moment as well? Uh, I have not. I know that as we speak, it's halftime between Atletico de Madrid e Los Submarinos Amarillos Villarreal. Um, uh, yes, I do see that it is uh, Real Madrid at the top. Uh, you know, yeah, it should should say again. A Real Madrid on goal scored, topping a six-way tie. If this result holds, yeah, if this result does not hold, though, Atleti will be top. Oh yes, well, absolutely. if they if they win, that is Atleti. Who, of course, are going out in the group stage of the Champions League this year? Damn it! Vengeance will be ours. Oh boy, yeah, we're. We, I can't wait till we get to uh, that. Yeah, they they did announce the uh, the the uh, Champions League groups and the Europa League group stages for that yes, matter. I can't wait till we get to that episode coming up. We are a little <laughs> bit, we are a little bit behind in in where we want to be. We actually had a different topic originally today. It was not the fashion show, by the way. Um, it, it was something else that we have not ever done before. So uh, we are probably going to have to do the Champions League one next episode and then yeah. do the fashion show because we had to do we the are, fashion we are show. We at the fashion show because we have some beauties this year. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and quote-unquote beauties yes, as well. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, we also love doing the fashion show, even though it's traditionally one of our least listened to episodes, but I don't care. I love doing that episode, so... Hell yeah! You will learn to love this, guys, because God, we yeah. do love this. <laughs> because you, yeah, you you will, you will love this episode. Um, you know, in addition to the 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 old firm derby, there is uh, as we record this in uh, about five and a half hours. In fact, uh, there is a uh, a Cascadia derby match today. Really? Between the Seattle Sounders and the Portland Timbers. You know, I just don't know if I care anymore. Honestly, well, I I don't get to see over here, so I can't really care to be honest. So, you know, at this it, point, I really would rather much. I would much rather watch like the J League at this point, to be honest. Like what? Major League Soccer has just become a drag to watch because it's usually the you know it's like every every team is really on the same level. They're just you know just different different levels of mediocrity. Yeah, you know, different shades of meh. Yeah, exactly. And and now, with with whatever consultants they keep hiring, the clubs are all changing their badges, and they all uniformly look like complete ass. A what? Oh, yeah. A lot of these badges. Like, I'm so mad about the Chicago Fire badge because, I mean, that was an iconic badge to begin with. You know, yeah, I remember you. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you've shown me this before. Yeah, and the new one that they have now is just garbage. It, it actually looks like the badge from another club. In fact, it looks like a a color swatch version of uh, Vancouver Whitecaps. Jesus, badge. that is that is nasty. But I did see that they are going to be swatch switching back to a much more modern looking version of the classic badge, even though it's still not great, but it's a lot better. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm going with that. That that's eesh. But yeah, yeah, but I mean, like you know, you know, like 
you know, I don't know. Like, the you know, Columbus crew just changed their badge, and it just looks awful. Like, I, I didn't think that their last one was that great either, but it looks, you know, it, it has, like, a, a sense of uniformity to it. Like, you know, this mm-hmm. is a football badge. I don't know what the hell this one is. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and then, you know, some of the other clubs have, like, Houston Dynamo have now changed their badge too. And, and they're not even called Houston Dynamo anymore, I don't think. They're just Houston. Now they're just Houston. Oh, no, I guess they are still the Dynamo, but I don't like the badge. It, it looks like crap. So, you know, I don't know why they keep insisting on changing badges to look bad, you know? It's, yeah, it's, it's you have to change it because they have to. It, they can sell more kits. Yeah, Montreal, or... same thing. Montreal changed their badge, and it looks awful. Ugh. So, you know, I, I don't know. And then I don't even know what the hell Nashville is. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Is it Dolly Parton? No, it's not Dolly Parton. You know, that would be cool. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Yeah. Because so we, we love us. We do love us some Dolly Parton, it, it turns out. Oh, hell yeah. How do you not love that woman? What, what, what the, the woman who has single-handedly probably saved literacy in America and funded part of the vaccine research? Yeah, exactly. Her. But love her. She, yeah. All hail Queen Dolly. That's all I'm saying here. Oh, yeah. No, we love her. And you know what? We say that even unironically just because, you know, the Sisters of Mercy did do a cover of Jolene way back when. But you know what? Uh, it's still not as good as Dolly's. Absolutely. Nor is the White Stripes either. <laughs> no. Or Miley Cyrus, for that matter. Miley Cyrus nope. covered uh, Jolene at one point. Man. Uh, of course she did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. Dolly Parton, we, we love her. And, you know, that would be cool if she – if she had some involvement with Nashville SC, but as far as I know, she does not, and therefore, what good are you? <laughs> yeah, goddamn. <laughs> oh boy. Uh yeah. So uh, leagues are going on. Uh, it's too early to tell for a lot of things. Even though a lot of people seem to think Chelsea has this shit on lock, I'm not so sure. <laughs> I I I really did like Ch- I like Chelsea. I I thought Tuchel um, yesterday, which is on the basis that a lot of this is being done. I I thought Tuchel outthought Klopp for the most part because Chelsea were controlling the game really well. I thought Kante and Jorginho in the first half pretty much ruled the midfield. And then, you know, when when Tuchel's speciality is defending, and so, you know, when, when James went off that rearrangement, Chelsea were very, very comfortable. We should still probably have won that, but... You know, um, it's very early in the season, and I, I think all we learned is that Chelsea and Liverpool are on a very, very similar level here. Um, I, I think the top three, uh, Liverpool, are going to be Liverpool, City, and Chelsea. Um, because the really? other thing well, is, well, everybody's writing off United, and I don't see why, because they, they made, as we'll discuss in our main topic, they made some of the shrewdest, it turns out transfers yeah i i have one problem and that is a transfer that they have not made again we'll probably come to this later but there is the, the one thing i will say i don't see um major weaknesses in city in um liverpool or in chelsea but i think the the wolf game today it, it showed you know wolves were, were by far the better side there today that was a real smash and grab from uh united today it, you know it was, it was a poor effort from the wolves keeper 
and Dav De Gea with with an absolutely stunning double save earlier as well. Um, well, you know, well, I, I, I remember at the time there was a time when United did a lot of smashing grabs when they were playing like shit, and you know the announcers would say, "Well, that's just what champions do," you know. <laughs> very true, but then again, you can only get away with that so many times. Um, they the the midfield that they have. It can't break the game up. It does not help that defence out in the slightest. They will likely score an absolute ton of goals. So, you know, I, I think United are going to be an absolute ton of fun to watch this year. Don't get me wrong. But I can see them. They've got a vulnerability at the moment, which means they might drop points. Um, and I thought Rafael Varane was off to a quite a slow start today, despite the fact they did keep a clean sheet. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I just think a lot of people are just looking past them, and I I, I think that could come back to bite a lot of people. Yeah, I, I don't get me wrong. I, I think they're solid top four as well. But but again, the other thing, and I've been consistent on this, I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is anywhere near the coach of the of the other top four sides from last year. You know, Tuchel, who who's just won the European Cup. Every other coach up there has got a European tr- a cup to their name. You know. And, you know, Solskjaer... Well, so Kovac, Solskjaer, but just as a player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but not, yeah, not, not as a manager. Well, so, yeah. I mean, okay, so... The, the jury is out on Solskjaer still. Yeah, I, I, I hate to say it, Arsene Wenger doesn't have a European Cup to his name either, so... Does that make him, yeah. did that make him a bad manager? Um, he has, he, he's got to a European, he's got to European final though. He has that unique record of being the only man to lose all three European competitions, I believe. Uh, no, he, but, no, he didn't make the final in Europa. Uh, uh, yeah, he did when it was the UEFA. Oh, that's right. You know what? You're right. I, I, I always flip flop the, the Leeds and, and, and Arsenal games in that series. You're right. That's the one, yeah. I always flip that. Um, I mean, I don't. I mean, again, I mean, I, I again, I, I think, I think, ignore United at your peril is is basically how I'll, yeah, I'll put I, that. Oh, I think they're useful, and you know that. that I mean, all correct them today because they they've broken that uh, that top like run for the most unbeaten games, and with a record that is very very similar to the Invincibles of that that same run. Mm, yeah. But well, um, I, at the same time. Yeah. At the same time. Let's give some praise to David Moyes and West Ham United because um, they're they're doing biz. They're doing biz right now. And I tell you what, they are such a good side to watch. It's amazing. You know what? I knew David Moyes in the right situation could come good. He just hasn't been in the right situation since Everton. Yeah, that's a fair point. And he, I mean, yeah, let's face it. And as it should be, the praise should all be for Mikel Antonio, who he's turned into an absolute beast of a centre forward. Right? And did you see that? Did you see that celebration last week? I did. With the cardboard cutter. Oh man. <laughs> I did. But you know, it's amazing though that they're they're even managing to do this without Jesse Lingard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think you've had um, some Jared Bowen come through. Jared Bowen is a terrific player in that midfield. Smart, young. Both, but so let's, let's see if they keep it up. They, they, they uh, let's hope they can keep it up. Oh, good luck right. because West Ham fans have not had it good that good for a while. So, no, you know. I mean, I mean, again, I mean, at one point they were threatening to be the highest, you know, position team from London last season. 
Oh yeah, ne- Neely did in the end still. But... Yeah, yeah, and I mean they and they have Europa League football this year too, so that'll be interesting to see how they adapt to that. Yeah, well, let, let's hope that doesn't bring them down. Because yeah, I'd say I, I've got nothing against West Ham, although they are the most well, I, terrifying. I mean, I do, on. but you know. <laughs> yeah. But you know, mostly, yeah, mostly at this point because a lot of their it, it seems to attract a lot of poseurs from, um, from the United States, because <laughs> because because they saw you know Green Street and therefore think. We can have a bit of that. Yeah, well, yeah, they they tried that. I remember when they they played a friendly at Columbus Crew in in MLS one time, and a bunch of U.S. West Ham fans tried to start shit. Oof. Yeah, it's not what we want. Yeah, no, not not at all, <laughs> not at all. Um, you know, I gotta be frank with you. I've had a weekend. I was not as prepared for this as I thought it would be. I don't really have anything else uh, on the news side. Do you have anything else you, you need to bring up? I mean, uh, there, there, I mean, there's some COVID cases that have been out there, but I mean, do do we want to spend how much time do we want to spend on players and, and managers getting COVID? Uh, we at this point, you know, how much have we talked about this over the past year year and a half? It's We've done it to death here. Um, no, I mean, we, we. I can say, you know, I know it's only two games in, but let's have a look at who's in 12th in Serie A. Oh, yes, let's do that. Yeah, because <laughs> funny enough, they uh, don't have somebody to rescue their ass anymore, as we'll discuss. Absolutely. Down uh, in 12th, Juve. Oh, <laughs> Juve, Juve, Juve. Who lost yesterday to Empoli. Empoli. <laughs> My goodness. Who would have yeah, guessed they played, that? They played Udinese and Empoli, and they are down in 12th. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, when, when when Sassuolo is above you. And you took one of Sassuolo's stars, too. You know? Yeah. Sorry, my dogs apparently are not very happy with how Juve is doing this year. Um <laughs> But it, you see it, who's in first right now. Yeah, yeah, we have Lazio in first. Yeah, but uh, don't forget, you know, Jose Mourinho so far not doing so badly as Roma manager, at least in these first two games. No, no. Again, we have uh, we have five sides with 100% records, and his Roma side are one of them. And you know, you know, <laughs> quite the these sides are all impressive, you know, because Ro- Roma have. <laughs> What, they won, uh, what's it, 3-1 and 4-0? Uh, I, th- I believe so, yeah. And they have also they also won both legs of their qualifier, their Euro qualifier against Trabzonspor as well. Right. So, I mean, you know. I mean, let, let's see how this goes. I, I mean. Can he still work? <laughs> well, you know, I tell you what, I, I've said this before about Jose Mourinho. Which is Jose Mourinho is an entertaining manager to watch as long as he's not in the league that you actually follow and support. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like absolutely. his time at Inter, his time at Real. Okay, fine. It, it, it was hilarious to. I mean, it sometimes was, I mean, sometimes it wasn't like when he's poking, you know, Tata Martino in the eye, or or not. It wasn't Tata Martino he did that too, was it? Uh, it was against the one. It was the one who died. Whose yeah, name I can't remember. Uh, Son of uh, shit. It was, uh, 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 I mean, it was one of Guardiola's assistants at the time, and he would 
you know, he would lead Barca for a season, and but then he died. It was it was the one before Tata Martino. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm trying to, uh, what's his name? Oh, shit. You know what, uh, this is going to bother me now that I, I need to know this. It's, yeah, um... Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me see here. Wow. Uh, uh, hang on. Succeeded Guardiola. It was, uh, yeah, it was Tito Villanova. Tito Villanova, that's right. My, but yeah, he's the one who got poked in the eye by Mourinho. Yeah. Yeah. Rick? <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and then he had to walk away because he, yeah, he had to walk away for a while. And then he was also, again, you know, he had uh, had a cancer, sadly. Yeah. So. But, um, you know, that all that being said, uh, yeah, we'll see how this goes. Syria uh, have, haven't really begun yet. But, uh, and, you know, again, Barca, on that note, looking stronger than we assumed, but you know it's still early days yet. Yeah, they they have enough talent to uh, to put themselves in in the contention, but whether they can do it across the season, if they get injuries injuries, I I'm not so sure. But... Yeah, I'm not so sure either, but uh, we we will see. But yeah, that's all I that's all I really have. Um, yeah. As, as all the leagues have started, and uh, you know the major. The major leagues have started, so yeah, it's, it's going to be coming fast and furious from here on out. So, uh, so yeah, that's all I got, John. You're good. I'm good with that. It's good. Um, we're, we we are we ready to, to talk about the second half? <laughs> oh yes, we do. And in fact, on that note, coming up today's topic: the year of spending dangerously. John and Jeffrey go through what has been an absolutely insane transfer window, and it may not be over yet. Please stay tuned. This shit is hard like Mortal Kombat combos Trying to explain it's like dribbling with my eyes closed And I'm not really good at hooping but can't run you through these hoops Part of my mental illness is just blaming shit on you You, you, you ain't sign up for this shit You, you, I ain't sign up for this shit I've been falling down the blackest hole Baby, I just needed some peace of mind It's not your fault, I just thought you should know it's a couple times I crossed the line <laughs> I take that back, I take that back, I take that back It's all your fault Yeah, I'm a sign, hey. I take that back, I take that back, I take that back It's all your fault And we're back with the second half of episode 59 of the Busting Ball podcast He's Jeffrey, I'm John This week, we tackle the transfer market The year of spending dangerously John and Jeffrey look at what's been, frankly, an insane transfer window, and it might not be over yet. Yeah, a lot of money has been spent. Not all of it wisely, but a lot of yeah. money has been spent. And I, I've also had, because this is part of what I want to cover, not all of it on actual fees, some of it on wages, which is going to be nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the, the the big story, of course, this week that came out on Friday was uh, one Cristiano Ronaldo leaving Juventus to go back to Manchester United after it was rumored he was going to Manchester City. Yeah, I, I, I would say that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo's agent has played an absolute blinder there once I suspect the Juve went, 
please get him off our wage books. We cannot afford him. Mm-mm. Um, yeah. Is it a good signing for United? Well, on on the front that, frankly, it's given their fans the most joy I've seen for decades, Frank, <laughs> almost wrong, probably since Ferguson left. Um, then, yeah, absolutely. It's worth what he isn't going to be as good as he was, you know, in the two or three seasons before he left. But he, he will get his share of goals. He will still score enough. I, I just wonder if he is going to disrupt that side because he, is, he isn't going to do any pressing. <laughs> you know, is he? It's, it's Cristiano Ronaldo. He doesn't do that. And is he going to, you know, <laughs> take away goals from the other, other members of the team? You know, because Mason Greenwood started well, yeah. Is, is who's on penalties? Is Bruno Fernandes getting anywhere near that ball? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there is that to discuss. But one thing we should discuss is the relatively low transfer fee that was paid for this compared to what other players have gone for uh, in this was, window. Uh, Twelve and a half million pounds, I think I saw quoted. It's something like that. I, I think, obviously, the first thing to go is, Yes, he, it is Cristiano Ronaldo, who is still one of the best players in the world, but he is 36. Um, and B, it's that wage. It's, you know, it, it, the, uh, the rumour I've seen is, you know, half a million a week as he has been getting at his previous clubs. So... Ooh, buddy. Yeah, you, you know, <laughs> Juve cannot afford to pay it and they want it off their books. So I can understand that. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, at the, at the same time, when you look at some of the other fees that have been paid this season, like Manchester City paid one hundred million pounds for Jack Grealish from Aston Villa. We already talked about him last episode. I'm just going to reiterate again. I don't think Jack Grealish is a one hundred million pound player. I I don't think you will find anyone, but they wanted him. And they paid the going rate. And the other thing to say about that is, <laughs> you know, as, as was this saga has come to an unsuccessful close this week, Harry, you know, Lord Kane of Brexitshire, or Harry Lord Kane of Brexitshire, as I believe we should term him uh, officially, has decided to say at Spurs. And they were going to pay, on top of what they spent, 100 and fifty million pounds for him. Now, do we know what caused that that U-turn? Um, the U the U-turn, I believe, was Daniel Levy doing his usual "fuck off" thing. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's basically, yeah. How much do you want for him? Here's an offer. We're not selling. <laughs> We're not selling. We're not selling. But I mean, does it does it benefit Spurs to have a player on your books? that does not want to be there because he clearly did not want to be there. I, I have the kind of feeling that it's a usual thing in football. It, it, this is all being orchestrated. And I think at the end of the season, Harry Kane will probably go to Man City. Um, so, yeah, it, it, I, it, you know, you know, let, let's not... You know, with, without taking care of club, uh, club loyalties here, Harry Kane is a is, is a good player, one of the most reliable uh, sources of goals in the Premier League. But he is, I think, twenty eight now, and frankly, he's had a few injuries. I, if someone had offered me money for that, 
Yeah, I, I'd stand behind that because you can get a good for that and the wages on. You you can build a, a, another half a good team out of that if you're spending wisely. Right, but I mean, let, let's face it: who has been spending wisely though? Because in, in addition to a hundred million from City, just for you know, just for uh, you know, Jack Grealish at this point, um, we also have to take into account you know Arsenal's. I mean, Arsenal have paid. On three different occasions, more than what Man U paid for Cristiano Ronaldo. They paid what forty million for, uh, uh, you know, Martin Odegaard. Which okay, uh, you know what? That transfer I would make every day. I would I would take yeah. that deal all day every day. That's a goner. He knows the club. He knows the system. Absolutely, yeah. He he makes your he makes the side better just by being there. So yeah, I, I'm happy enough with that. Right, but then we also have, you know, there's also to contend with 58 million, 58 million for Ben White. And frankly, kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> yeah, that, it, I, I am just wondering what the hell that transfer, I'm happy because I believe Newport came to get a part of the solidarity for you, Fred, so, you know, thank you very much. But, uh, Wow! Yeah, I, I, I saw fifty, fifty plus million for Ben White is insanity. I mean, e- even if you account for the British tax or the English yeah. tax, I should say, even, even if you, you account, account you know, for that, tax, you know, are you trying to tell me that he is kind? He is just behind, you know, Virgil Van Dyke as a defender in terms of what he's worth. I don't think so. No, that that, that was just, no, that was absolute insanity. And, and, and then on top of that, thirty-four million for Aaron Ramsdale. Jeez. <laughs> Which okay, he had a great debut for Arsenal at in the League Cup match. In the League Cup match against West Brom reserves. Yes. Oh, y- yes. <laughs> yes. I know this. <laughs> But yeah, um, oh, and, and then what, what's the other big the the, the biggest what Romelu Lukaku? Rum, now that I I know we're talking stupid money here beyond <laughs> beyond probably what any human being should be actually worth, but that is that looks an astute signing for Chelsea. He is the Drogba kind of centre forward that they that I think Tuchel seems to want. And he, he's been, you know, well, I know he didn't particularly come off well against Van Dijk and Matip yesterday. But, you know, that, that debut against Arsenal, he, he bullied, I think they they are your backup uh, defenders. But but he, you know, he will score them enough goals um, to win them a few games. Just And, you know, you allied that with their defence. They are looking quite useful. That he solves the one issue that you could see with Chelsea. Right, and I mean, but again, we could also make the argument too that boy, imagine if they had just you know held on to him in the first place. Yeah, it's a we have a look at the players that Chelsea, you know, <laughs> Chelsea lost that they that they could have held on to and played. You, know, they, they could have had you know De Bruyne pulling the strings in midfield. They could have had Salah out on the wing. <laughs> they could then with Lukaku in the middle. My God, that alone, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I we just I mean, a lot of mad money has been getting spent. 
Absolutely. And we haven't even got properly to United yet. And they're, they're bigger transfers. Right. I mean, Rafael Varane, okay, not bad. Yeah, I, I like I, I mean, I, I don't think he's quite got the pace that he used to have, but he is a smart defender. He's smart and absolutely with a modern game. I think he will dovetail well with the few things that Harry Maguire does really well. Um, so, yeah, I, but was it, was it 30 million, I think, for that, for a 30 year old? I'm like, hmm. Um, but then, obviously, United's really big signing, the marquee before the Friday, um, was uh, was Jardin Sancho. Indeed. Who, and... yeah. And again, I'm going, the, he, it's a young guy who could, who could really fit in with the way United play football nicely. Oh, over time, that could be a nice event. You, you can see him, you know, based on the talent and the way he fits that system. You can see him being the giving them 10 years service for that. And at that point, that looks much better value than, you know, it does if you just look at the headline transfer fee. Right. And then you wonder what changed for, for Borussia Dortmund to finally let go of John Sancho. I think the answer, of course, has to be Lucien Favre not being there anymore. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the words Jude and Bellingham have plenty to do with it as well. I mean, you know, well, and, and let's face it, Erling Haaland. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, that, that was something I, I, I wonder that's going to be one that Dortmund are, are going to end up uh, regretting long term. I, I I think they'll be all right. Cause it's their model, isn't it? They they look to develop players in every year or every other year. They they make a huge sale. You know, they, they're a hell of a finishing school for players at the moment. You know, they, they're not, you know. In, t- in terms of where they sit in, you know, in any sort of European hierarchy, you've got the, you know, you've got the super clubs at the top, and you've got the, you know, and then, and then you've got the clubs just below it that are the stepping stones to the very top level. And you know, Dortmund repeatedly offer that to players, and you know, they get young players playing, and they get them into big clubs. And, you know, that, they, that's how they operate. Uh, it's brutal, but you know, it's the way it works. They get a two or three great years and then they get a ton of money to keep to fund the club for you know the next few years they're they're a really well-run club well yes they are but i mean at some point you have to imagine that they would much rather get uh you know oh yeah but yeah yeah win win the uh (laughs) you you think they would much rather win the win the league and and win the bundesliga and you know the champions league at some point too rather than just being the do you, how do you get past Bayern is the trick, because Bayern at the moment are, are again... Did, yeah, did you see their latest transfer? Um, Which one? Uh, That would be... Hang on a second here, because, you know, I... Bundesliga players as well as I should. <laughs> uh, That would be one Marcel Sabitzer. Oh. From Leipzig. So Bayern had ma- basically... Basically taking Leipzig's manager, center back, and center midfielder in the same window. <laughs> and you know, when you know, when have we seen them do that before to to, to Dortmund several times? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I mean, Bayern's Bayern, and you can't, uh, yeah, you can't uh, <laughs> look past them ever. It seems absolutely not. No, um, and I, I think. 
what we have to come to past the English clubs you know, and, uh, is you know, the dance between Real Madrid, uh, PSG, and on, on the on the outskirts Barcelona. You know what what we've seen with with some of the English clubs here. You know you've seen um, you've seen Varane go, um, and you've seen Ramos uh, Ramos go. Real Madrid have been you know they're not necessarily in a great financial position. But they have been clearing books. They haven't bought anyone, I believe, since January last year, something like that. Mm. They are trying for the the one possible huge transfer left in this transfer window, which, frankly, by any stretch of the imagination, apart from one that's that Real Madrid want to look the biggest club in the world all the time, is insanity. You know, they are offering somewhere near two. Hundred million euros for a player they would be able to sign for nothing in six months' time. So here's the biggest question I have with all the mad money being spent for the likes of Grealish and Lukaku and, and, and them. Is the transfer market possibly irreparably broken at this point? I think you can... Um, <laughs> it, I, I think the transfer... The transfer window will always be essentially look like it's broken for the one reason there will always be someone willing to offer that little bit more money. So there will always be that little inflation. It will always go up. There'll always be someone holding out the cash for the biggest and best players in the world. Um, as we said, as I was referring to, the, killing, the possible transfer of Kylian Mbappe off to Real Madrid. For yeah, I'll say that seems to be the one thing we're all holding our breath on. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just going whatever and getting on with it because uh, it, it it's just because frankly, you know, Real Madrid. I think their attitude is that they do what they want and you know, fuck them. Basically, I, I'm not. <laughs> I never have been a big fan of Real. You know, they, True. They want, they want us all to share their own big image of themselves. But at the same um, time, but at the same time, I mean, if you're killing Mbappe, you could possibly leave on a free transfer next year. But after having a year learning under Lionel Messi, is that something uh -huh. maybe worth delaying your your move to Real Madrid for? Yeah, absolutely. And, and th this is the other thing I was going to look at. It's have a look at the one the PSG signings in this window. You know, who was it? Who was you know? Donald Rummer, who is possibly the best free agent on the market, given his age and profile. Donald Rummer, the you know the European Championship winning keeper, you know for free. Uh, Sergio Ramos on a free. Um, what's it, was it? Genie Wijnaldum on a free. And Lionel some, Messi on a free. <laughs> who, who is he? Some old, some old guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, they you know they signed. Was, and they said Ashraf Hakimi was the only major signing that they paid money for. They, you know, those came an, came an average of ten million per player. But what are the wages going to be? That's the key. You know, UEFA, again, I think what we're going back to here is that football fair play is incredibly difficult to enforce at best. And you know, I, I think it's incredibly easy to be cynical about it because, frankly. We should be given no one has remotely been punished for very, very dodgy deals, you know. Um, well, no, 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 no. That, that's not true. Small clubs have been punished and punished oh, hard. I, I, 
do apologize. Yeah, the, the big the, the big clubs who can afford the best lawyers have not been punished. You know, Man City got a very generous interpretation from the judgment panel, which you know, what a surprise. Yeah. But yeah, um, but then again. As a Liverpool fan, I can, I'm almost looking at it from the other side of this. Um, by the standard transfer market, Liverpool have been extremely quiet this year. You know, it's been, we've spent £35 million, pounds, I, I believe, on, you know, Ibrahim um, Konate. Um, again, you know, it's given the injuries we had in defence last year, it, it's a signing need. It's an, it's kind of nice to have someone we can bed him in. You know, we don't. We've got you know Matip Gomez Van Dijk there. We don't necessarily need him to be great from the start while he learns the system. So you know, uh, but every you know Liverpool fan, you know, they're seeing um, Chelsea spend ninety seven million on the car. They're seeing you know United buy Sancho Van Ronaldo, um, Grealish for a hundred million quid. And the number there are a number of very vocal fans out there who are going, why aren't we spending all this money too? And I'm going, who's better than Salah out there? You know, um, you know, you know, Klopp has played a 17 year old guy, you know, in two of the three games so far, Harvey Elliott, who has looked brilliant. You know, if we'd signed him for, for you know eight, as a team sensation for 50 million rather than doing it for you know whatever it was eight million or so five six years ago. Those fans would be happy, but instead that you know it's like they they seem to go that the point of football is to you know it you know, is to spend money and you know Arsene Wenger did make the point you don't win it at the bank, um, don't win you know your bank balance does not show on the pitch. It allows you to be more competitive. It yes, but by the players. But at the same time, Arsene Wenger also kind of got washed a little bit by this because it be because he said this at the dawn of the oligarch era. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and, and yeah. unfortunately, the, the fact of the matter is in this sport where there is no, you know, there's no sort of salary cap or 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 spend or transfer spending cap. The fact yeah. of the matter is, is that, yes, the teams that spend a lot of money are more than likely going to be the winners of the league. And unfortunately, yeah. you know, Leicester city was the exception that proved the rule, but let's not, you know, let's not deny the fact that Vishai himself was a billionaire owner. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But by comparison to, you know, <laughs> city's owners, to PSG owners, to Roman Bramovich, he's small fry. But still, I mean, Leicester, yeah. I mean, why do you think Leicester are still contending at this point? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, th I think the two, two things is that Leicester, again, Leicester, Leicester and Liverpool, they, they're not, you know, they haven't got the resource of the, the you know, the, the petrochemical clubs here. When, you know, they, they have, you know, if they were going up against Chelsea, City, PSG, whoever, in a straight fight, they we ain't winning because you know what. However high we go, City can always give give them whatever a hundred thousand more a yacht in 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 you know in Monaco. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, did you say street fight? Because I don't know, man. Jamie Vardy looks like he could win a street fight. <laughs> I wouldn't argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's yeah, it, it's you know they have you know they they identify players who fit the system and go and you know and it might not always work out, but. Uh, they think they can at least compete 
by being smart and maybe they can build something there. You know, it, it's, you know, it, it's uh, the you, you, younger fans who've come along in the last whatever, decade or so, they're used to Leicester being up there. More, you know, and I hate to say it, more so than they're used to Arsenal being up there now. You know, it's, it's, yeah, well, yeah. I, mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can't argue that. Yeah, you know, they almost they're more than Spurs either. I would say, you know, it, you know, they, they've seen Leicester win a title, you know, because what you know, what Arsenal have won a title now for, are we, are we is it going to be eighteen years then, next year? Because you know, we, we, um, there's no way they're winning the title this year. Yeah, yeah, no, I think we can safely write that one off. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they had to win all thirty-five remaining games, like win all thirty-five remaining yeah. games to 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 do that. But yeah, do you do you see that happening? I sure as fuck don't. Um, <laughs> my, my, I, I can see you maybe getting fifty points. <laughs> you, I don't really because I don't. <laughs> On available evidence, I don't. Hell no. <laughs> all right, uh, last question. Yeah, for you. Are Manchester City possibly the big losers of this transfer window, having had Lionel Messi, Harry Kane, and Cristiano Ronaldo literally slip through their fingers? Well, I'm, I'm just going, you, you can maybe make the case after they lost at Spurs, but they kind of won the last two games by a combined 10 goals. So I'm just talking on the transfer market, though. Yeah, I, I mean... What that should reinforce to you is they are not big necessarily the biggest players in the European transfer market. They you know they, they don't have the glamour of Real or you know they they have the money of PSG, but you know it's the, the so, Premier League. So, do, not... do you think Tottenham Hotspur have the glamour of <laughs> of, of Real? The the other thing I, I think we all mention is. When you're attracting players, um, you know, you want to know the long-term plans. And I think the thing that we should have mentioned, maybe mentioned in the news that I'd forgotten until now, was that Pep Guardiola has basically said he he is going to leave City at the end of his current contract, which I believe is next season. Mm. So maybe that's part of the reason that they haven't been able to clinch those signings. Well, I mean that 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 certainly may have something to do with him. That maybe not necessarily Ronaldo's, because I heard that there was some, you know, a pep talk from, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, from uh, <laughs> from Sir Alex Ferguson and Bruno Fernandez uh, on that point. But uh, and, and that Rio Ferdinand spoke to him as well, infamously. I mean, you know, Rio Ferdinand's. You know, I, it, it's amazing. I still mentally associate Rio Ferdinand with Leeds United more so than I do Manchester United. Fair. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. I, I don't know why. I mean, I shouldn't at this point because he was there far longer and had far more success at than at Leeds United. But for some reason to me, Rio Ferdinand, he's, he's a Leeds United player for me. I don't know why. I, I, mentally, this is the way it goes. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's just where he was when you know when when you came along. Well, that could be too. But then again, you know Wayne Rooney was at Everton when he came along too. I think we all know what what club we associate him with, and that it would be, of course, DC United. Uh, so, you. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think next year we're not going to see so many 
in, insane transfers. I, I think no. I, I, I'd be very surprised if there's any real movement in January for that matter. Well, there's certainly not in this guy. You know, you, you've had what have been essentially the two best players in the world for what 14, 14 years or so moving on. That you know, you're not seeing that anytime soon. You've had possibly the best keeper in the world moving around. Sorry, second best keeper behind Allison moving. Uh, you yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> you, you, okay, uh, Aaron Ramsdale ain't that good, buddy. I got news for you. <laughs> You're overrating Aaron Ramsdale there, my friend. Didn't surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this uh, th- this fun topic about uh, billionaires spending way more money than they really should has been episode 59 of the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod or email us bustingballspod at gmail.com. Uh, you've been listening to us through our native SoundCloud feed, soundcloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls or the PWOM Podcast Network, uh, soundcloud.com slash pro wrestling only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Uh, we're still not on iTunes. I could not actually find a good picture of uh, of Nathan Ake uh, racking uh, Iannaccio from that, <laughs> from that yeah. Community Shield match. I, I, I found like some pics related to that but i couldn't actually find you know the foot up his up his junk <laughs> so if it, if any of you listeners are out there and can give me a good screen grab of uh of nathan ake uh planting his foot right square in the balls of of, of clay Inacho, uh hit us up at uh at busting ball spot on twitter so uh john and then we can finally get on itunes maybe john any last words yeah, I, I'm saying that uh, from as, as a Newport County fan, the Carabao Cup is over. Who cares? <laughs> <We're not having laughs> <any. laughs> yeah, what was that final score? <clears throat> I know. Yeah, ooh, ooh, buddy. Well, by you know, if it helps, that wasn't the biggest ass whooping of that day because Bayern had a 12 nil win in the in the day of Vapor Call that day. So that was cruel, man. Oof. Uh, all right. Well, until then, it's good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you soon. Good night.